Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to yet another episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. Big things happening. Finally, our gigs have started coming up. Uh, I don't know when this recording is going to be out, but you will see us playing at a couple of places. Also, one of my my own babies, my own house property, uh, Breakthrough's own house property is going to be coming up soon at an amazing venue. Uh, and looking forward to having all of you guys here. So we make sure we push the house scene in Pune in India. Uh, in terms of the podcast. We just completed one wonderful year on the podcast. We've had some great names, some amazing artists who've come in. You guys, you guys have fucking supported us all along. Uh, it's been great. Year two of the podcast is going to be bigger, massive, massive, and you're going to see what we're going to do. And coming to our guest for today, I'm very, very excited for my wonderful friend, Mr. Agnil. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen or heard about this guy. Uh, my friend, you have so much trouble. To get you on the podcast has been such a fucking big... I know, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I've tried to like, somehow it's, somehow it's just not worked out in this entire year but but yeah good things uh, come and it's come today is the day that we are doing the podcast <laughs> and it's going to be fun i'm sure so 2020 was a year which was going really bad that's why i think agnel decided not to come for the podcast so anyways <laughs> i'm so happy uh, you know but you've actually come to the podcast dj agnel welcome to the breakthrough podcast my friend thanks a lot thanks a lot pleasure bro pleasure thank you deep down i'm really pissed off that it took you so long to be on the podcast because you're one of our inner circle people <laughs> deep down even i'm really really feeling bad that it took me so long to you know to be like one of the ones who is that delayed to come on your podcast i've been hearing so much about it and stuff like that but you know it's never too late you know it's never too late I'm really, really happy to have you in the podcast because you know one thing, Agnel. I I don't think I know you from the longest time, but I've known of you from the longest time because when we were kids, yeah. uh, and when I'm saying we were kids, we used to sneak into clubs and enter clubs at twelve, thirteen. You know our cousin brothers. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, you yeah, know yeah, how yeah. we got our way into yeah. the whole club scene, and we always heard about you before we even saw you. I always heard about Agnel, DJ Agnel, chicks talking about Agnel <laughs> and how cute and how beautiful <laughs> and how handsome and what a harami is. All of these things. Uh, so I think uh, for me, my personal experience with the name Agnel or, or with you. Is is uh, is you come up to be one of the first superstar DJs uh, that I uh, you know heard of or, you know, or knew of uh, celebrated DJs you bolte so you were one of the first people that at least in Pune for the longest time uh, you were the one who was in charge thanks so much bro that's like that's you being really sweet thanks a lot yeah no but that's honest because I remember scream pe ham log ja rahe hai scream ka cheese chal raha hai entry nahi mil raha hai agnil hai you know so I remember those times uh, and it's just uh, it's just great man first of all agnil Tell me, how did you get into the whole music scene? You've been doing this for the longest time. I don't want to disclose your age. Uh, and <laughs> no, you don't need to disclose my age. But I so so to keep it simple, what I've been doing it for twenty three years. I started fourteen when I was fourteen. So yeah, there's the maths. You can do the age there. That's where the age will come. But uh, so. my journey started actually honestly with my dad okay my dad used to work in bombay for a sound guy okay you know? so he used to he, it was his friend and he used to work for him and uh, uh, he knew that i had this inclination towards sound and you know stuff like that so he used to call me down to bombay and i used to go with him and set up sound and one day i was there for i think a 31st december party where there was a dj playing and i could see you know he's playing and i could see like there were like about 1000 2000 people dancing okay and that's what i was i was like this is what i want to do like you know i want <laughs> to play and i want to make so many people dance to like you know my tunes and that's how the whole journey of wanting to become a dj started okay and in terms of learning i mean i mean i last year i around the same time we had dj zubair we had tushar on the podcast my my mentor <laughs> yeah that's that zubair that's how i mean i started off with zubair so zubair was one of the big DJs, the top DJs at that time, and okay. uh, I had seen. So you know, there used to be a there's this channel. I won't take the name of it, but there used to be an ad that used to come of his. 
Okay. And at that time we had uh, pagers. We didn't have you know f- mobile <laughs> phones and stuff like that. So and you didn't have half of my audience also. They were not. No, aware. no, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, I saw that and I was like, okay, let's try this out. And you know, I paged him. He called me back. Uh, we had a meeting. He was playing at this place called Pegasus. Okay. That was where he was resident of. Yeah. Then I went, met him. and yeah and then it just took off from there yeah it just took off like he liked like he said okay come and he was like you know uh, why don't you just come and just get the hang of it see if you like it because i was again 14 and uh, you know i was young and he was worried about my parents like you know are they going to allow late nights i was like let me try it out and i'd gone actually with my mom okay to meet him yeah to meet him i'd gone with my mom and then he said okay you know let me take you aside and talk to you separately first <laughs> and then he said okay fine you know you start coming come on the weekdays come early leave early and then we'll take it from there okay and then after that it just took off it just like i took part in competitions i won won competitions and yeah i'm here today 23 years down the line but tell me in terms of learning i mean how was it for us like yeah. personally for me i kind of stood behind people watching them do it uh, you know we started off with virtual dj then right. tractor and now right. we eventually playing on the on the on the right. players so that time i think you guys had a denin and i don't even know if it was yeah there used to be something called as gemini not even denin there was something <laughs> okay. else like gemini and okay. for me learning was not like now maybe you know uh, dj's st- straight off start on consoles yeah. but at that time my learning process was not the console my learning process started from zubair playing me just looking at him and seeing what he's doing okay and uh so we were on cds at that time yeah that mm-hmm. that time was a cd era yeah <laughs> so he used to take out cds i had to just see which song was in which cd okay. and my job was to when he used to remove it put it back in its in the place same, in the same place in yeah. the same place and basically get to know and learn more about music and your music that's how i started before actually getting on a console and actually playing mixing that's how my uh, journey started but tell me how did you eventually learn the art of beat matching and mixing i mean was i mean did he did he have a like, like a class or what no he didn't have a class he didn't have a class he was playing for a cl- for this club called pegasus okay and i was just there and uh, on the off days what he used to tell me was you take you start seeing what i do okay. and then you come early and you start picking songs and on your own just start you know trying to match them firstly trying to just you know playing one song after the other and just fading in and fading out that's it okay. just fade in and fade out no beat matching no bar matching nothing and then slowly slowly he taught me what was beat matching what was bar matching and then it just i started started perfecting myself uh when it came to that okay and what was the kind of music that you guys were playing back then because i was obviously not around we used so. to play i used to play a lot of rock Okay. Uh I used to try to mix rock. Okay. Uh I used to play a lot of retro and then I got into a lot of hip hop. Okay. So I've been playing hip hop for the longest time. So hip hop was something that actually got me and got my mixing right. Okay. Because hip hop's a little difficult yeah. when it when, <laughs> when it comes to you know mixing and matching. So hip hop's a little difficult. So that's what got me right and then now you give me any genre and I'm like it's just very smooth for me to do it. So I'm just going to ask you a personal question. So yeah. I've I've always loved the whole hip hop DJing thing and right. I never really was you know, I mean I never got it. So if you could just give me a quick uh, you know some agnel tip on in terms of how do we get into the whole hip hop DJing? What's what are the uh, characteristics of a of a hip hop mix because there's a lot of vocals happening back there's in There's a from. lot of vocals yes true but the only thing is you just need to know your music for not only hip hop for any kind of genre that you're playing you need to know your songs that's about it if you know your whole song you know when to mix in and when to remove your previous song that's okay. all that it takes you don't have to uh, maybe you know you don't have to know the artist you don't have to know uh, 
a lot of technical part of it you just need to know your music that's about it you just keep hearing your music you hear an, a song that you think that okay will go with it the more music you hear you know okay fine you know i played this song mm-hmm. i think this song will go with it okay. and that's that's all that it is all about okay and in terms of i mean that time uh, how was how was like for us right now music, you know getting music is is like literally a snap of a finger yeah. uh, you know if, if i hear a track that you're playing i can literally just shazam it and all right, of those things and right, get it and it's right. you know it's my it's my baby tomorrow i play that at another city, at another city or another club right. i you know kill it with that track uh, how did you guys get your music how did you but personally accumulate your music i mean i know a lot of those were hand me downs from dj zubair it and was, all of those yes, things yes 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 but so how my did you main music that i got was from zubair okay. and after that what happened was that we used to have these um, music stores in pune that used to sell these cds that used to come down from bombay so a lot of uh, DJs used to make mixes okay. or music used to be downloaded by somebody in Bombay and then he'll make CDs and send it to these music stores in Pune. Okay. So we were connected with these music stores and anything new that used to come these music stores knew us DJs and they used to connect with us and tell us okay we have a new CD that is come because i think at music. that time as well even like i think bali sagu and all of these guys were like the first few i mean the remixes scene actually started very very new yes yes and uh, you know it was very difficult to, and obviously there was no internet and all of those things were not there around. was no internet we didn't have the, like i said we we are from the era of pagers there was no phones also <laughs> so there was no google and stuff like that that you could do so all we knew was okay this music store we call them up we tell them any new music come we used to go we used to in fact go every every weekend go and check what is new okay. and pick up that and that's how we had cds like i think i still have about 300 400 cds oh my god <laughs> so that's the collection that we used to do i mean there used to be so we pick up a cd not for maybe all the songs in the entire cd maybe just one song is good that we would like to play or the yeah. mix is good and that's what we used to do just pick up and that's how the collection used to be so big i i remember those days back in the days i don't know if the if you're talking the same uh, uh, music stores but there was music world there was planet time i remember going there you know you know using those headphones and listen to the tracks no these the stores tracks. were the these, these stores are smaller stores okay and these are the these, bootleg stores yeah these are the bootleg stores yeah <laughs> okay yeah. so these are the bootleg stores these are not originals that were made these are basically uh you take a compilation of three four djs or uh, remixes and you know you put them on a cd and you're s- selling them at a music store <laughs> i remember this because even i used to do this very very start i think when kala chasma came that time i don't know uh-huh. it, maybe it's too uh, late i don't remember the year actually but kala chasma and uh, dr zeus and all of these yeah, uh, yeah. i remember there was that nero burner used to burn cds was a correct, thing and then now correct. i think no one has any idea what's going no, on no you don't i mean a lot of people don't know what like how to burn a cd now <coughs> of anymore. course i remember the time when mp3s came in you know yeah. shit i can fit in 150 tracks in this one cd right. you know so amazing times when amazing times tell me about your your era at, at at scream because i i really i think so once i must have sneaked in uh, but i never really got to see the hype because i only just heard about this hype okay and uh, I've, i've heard people used to come from bombay to club here and then go back again to the next yes, day yes yes uh, if you could just give my audience me personally uh, a glimpse or or and from your point of view how was it back then what was the scene scream at that time was the only club that was in a five star at, and at that time actually it was not the only one it was i think one of the only ones that okay. was in a, in, in a five star and uh, it was a massive club and i was lucky because zubair was the resident there also and i was yeah. assisting him there yeah. and then zubair left for dubai and then he handed me scream and he was like you know now it's your baby now you got to take care of her and i'm like okay fine so i had to basically for me it was more to prove a point that okay fine you know now i'm i'm you know his student okay fine but now i need to make a name for myself also and uh, yeah it was 
I mean, it was fun. It was uh, it was crazy because we used to have parties back to back. We used to have a lot of college parties in the afternoons. So yeah. I have played for these afternoon parties and then played in the night. Played till like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. The next day again, come back to the club at twelve o'clock. <laughs> you know, play for your afternoon parties. So it's it it was fun. It was crazy. Our club used to be packed. I used to have like I think about eight hundred thousand people inside and another three hundred, four hundred people waiting out to come in. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, Bombay people used to come down because I mean, I would s- like to say it was my music. <laughs> and yes, it was the club also. And yeah, for I mean, at that time, we didn't have too many clubs in Pune. Like the clubbing, clubbing scene was not there. And this was like a pure club. It was not a lounge. It was not a bar. It was a pure club. So you enter in, you have a massive dance floor. You have, you know, tables all over. You have a massive bar. You come, as soon as you enter, you're dancing till the end. You're just dancing. And it used to be fun. It used to be crazy. I used to be tired, but it was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Man, what are the music that we, were you playing in terms of like, was it more of hip hop, house? It it was a mix of uh, hip hop it was a mix of uh, bollywood not purely bollywood but it was hip hop house bollywood okay. it was a mix of everything we used to i used to play a mix of like you know maybe start off with a little bit hip hop get into a little house do a little commercial mixes do a little bollywood okay uh, not throughout bollywood but yeah i used to do a lot of bollywood also maybe do a little bit of sai at the end like you know end with sai <laughs> pune was like a sai kind of a city pune yeah. was a hardcore sai city <laughs> I mean, my nights used to finish over there and then go for a Sai party. Oh my God. Were there sai, like real actual Sai parties happening around? I yeah, yeah, there, were, there, were, there were a lot of Sai parties happening. Like every Saturday was... So my entire gang used to come. They used to be there. Uh, we, we had this whole ritual of... you. They used to come, party. Uh, they'll hear commercial music whole night till I play like 1.30, 2 o'clock. We get done. That time we did have cars and stuff like that. We all had bikes. Yeah. <laughs> so we used to get done and then leave from there, wear our jackets and all of that and then go all the way to, you know, ahead of Mundua, Ashwarya Farms, go yeah. there and party till like morning, 10 o'clock. So that was our size scene. And Every the cops, Saturday. And the cops were all chill? Cops were chilled, yeah, yeah. At that time, it was not that great. Because, like I said, Pune was not that commercial. And this was, like, really, really far away. It was, like, in one of the farms where okay. there was not much of, you know, commercial properties around or residential properties around. So, not a lot of people knew about these parties. And it was a little difficult to enter also. But because we were known and we were regular people and I had a friend who was working for Red Bull. Okay. So, because of him and Red Bull used to sponsor these parties. Okay. So, his name Sachin. So, he, I mean, Sachin, if you're hearing this, I still love you. <laughs> And yeah, those are good times. So yeah, because of him, like we used to enter parties, chill. In fact, I've known to uh, get out of Scream, go have chai, you know, go to the station, chill at the station till like four, five o'clock and then go for the Sai party. Oh my God. So going, entering over there like at sunrise and being there till like afternoon and then getting back home. Till afternoon? Yeah, till afternoon. That party used to go on till like about, I think two, three o'clock. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be <laughs> crazy. crazy. It used to be crazy. It used to pick up post 12 o'clock. My God, crazy scenes, man. I mean... The, the situation we're in right now and what you're talking about is like such a big... Uh, it's Yeah, so I've I've been there and I've seen it all. So right now, it's not like I miss anything because I've done it all. So, you know, if there is something that comes up like that, I'm like, yeah, okay, I've been there. I've seen that. It's fine. And if, if I don't go for it, I'm okay with it. And if it does not happen also, I'm fine because I've been there. I've done that. 
How was your lockdown, bro? How was the scene in terms of lockdowns? Been crazy, yar. I mean, it's very difficult to like you know stay away from not playing, not you know. I'm I'm so used to like doing gigs in the week. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I like playing. I like seeing people. I like to connect with my crowd. And not doing that and whole day being at home and not even getting out for anything like that's been crazy. But yeah, what I was doing in the lockdown, I was doing virtual gigs. Oh wow, yeah, I remember. I yeah. saw saw a lot of your gigs. Yeah. And you you got sponsors on board and yeah, all of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was that was fun. I mean, not much of sponsorship, but good. And thanks to them that they, you know, supported us. I was looking. Wow, in such a dangerous time, he's getting sponsors. What is yeah, he doing? Yeah, I mean, they also wanted some kind of visibility, so they were like, okay, fine. If not in front of the crowd, <laughs> at least you know online. Wow. And yeah, it was fun. I mean, I used to do it every Friday. The virtual gigs were good. I still, I mean, I still lack that whole thing of having the crowd in front of me because I'm used to that. I've been doing that throughout my life. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's about engaging with the crowd, looking at what the crowd likes, and then playing my music. Yeah. You know, not making a set and then going and being like, okay, fine. So I'll I'll go with the flow of the crowd. But I was in your chat boxes whenever you're doing this live. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, many know, friends. Everyone's like, hey, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. It was it was so cool. Hey, man. Hey, what's up? Rohan, Rohan's here. It was, it was so, so much fun. It, it was more, I think, of, of connecting of the people that were on uh, my Instagram. And, and they were connecting more than actually me. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, fine. He's playing online. Let's just have fun, guys. But that was good. That was, that was good. And it was fun. Everybody did have fun. People appreciated it. Yeah, man. I, I saw you doing some killer shit. I think you even streamed some of the IPL matches. I was, I was like, shit, yeah, dude, I was what a killer that, idea. Like, <laughs> that I learned so much. Yeah, how did you? Technically, I learned so much. I didn't know much about visuals. I didn't know much about the software. But in due time, I used to give a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time on the software. I spent a lot of time in doing research about it. And then slowly, every week that I, I used to play every Friday. Okay. So I came up with something new every Friday and tried to do something or the other. I mean, internet's a bummer in India, but that's fine. <laughs> it still went through and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Good scene. So what else do you learn apart from, I mean, your technical, you know, technical stuff in terms of the video aspect? Uh, as an artist, what were your learnings? I mean, in terms of uh, uh, on an intellectual level, what yeah. did you learn? What did you realize? Pretty sure there's there's a lot of thought process time that you had actually right. to think about your career, about your, your artist life or your, your, you know, the industry in general. What is the intellectual learnings that you got from the lockdown? The, I mean, intellectually, uh, I don't know how, it's not like I learned a lot. I just learned that um, I need to maybe have a backup besides DJing. Okay. That is one thing which I think every DJ who I was hearing this needs to understand that they need to have some kind of backup besides only DJing because DJing was my life that was my career i didn't know to do anything else besides that and in the lockdown when that totally stopped like it it affects you everywhere mentally it affects you financially so having some kind of a backup is what is important mm -hmm. uh besides that technically i was already like i already knew everything technically and i keep you know upgrading myself with stuff i go on any new uh you know equipment comes out i try to learn about it so relating to djing yes i do keep updating my stuff and learning a lot of stuff okay but yeah what i would suggest for the upcoming djs uh that take if you if you are like you know you want to dj fine but have some kind of a backup do something else besides djing also 
so that is something which i i mean i don't know if it's intellectual but yeah it's important it's important yeah that's actually a thought that came across to everyone for me it's 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 a bit different i was like okay thank god i also have a job yeah. uh, i was in that kind of space yeah you know one of the lucky ones that you know who, who who's doing something else and also you know this has a passion yeah. but for me it was a career it was you know it for me this is what i do and then when totally you stop doing any gigs i mean you know you financially you're just so stuck okay and mentally also you're so stuck because that's i mean that was an outlet you know that was an outlet that you go because when i enter my console i forget about anything bad or anything negative i just get into my console and i know that i have to make people people have come to your good music people have come to dance people have come they have come they, that's they out you know they come to have fun and if i am only going to be negative then how will i you know the, I, i won't be able to make them dance yeah. there won't be any positiveness on the dance floor all right so in terms of i mean like uh, in in terms of the whole lockdown scene everything was up and down there are a lot of people who will who will just i mean as long as you say you know lockdown was but 5 months yeah. it was long yeah. at, at at a certain time and now it just it was just 5 months right saal to pura tha so what would be your recommendation for someone who actually wants to be a dj now who has not seen or has not heard of a crisis like corona okay we are unfortunately the ones who saw it so it right. we kind of had a thought realize okay shit i need to do something out here as well right. what would be your your call out or your learning to someone who's just going to pick this up right now knowing that there might be something like this that can happen anytime my advice would be that i mean if if you if you're passionate enough to you know to do it go ahead like i said have a backup think of also that if something like this does come up and maybe that person is lucky enough because he's just about starting so he knows that okay something like this can come up in the future so for him what he should think of is uh do your passion go ahead with djing but also have some kind of backup any other field whatever field that maybe he thinks that he would like to do besides djing okay and uh it could be music production it could be getting into uh you know uh anything or anything i think anything besides music that he, you know somebody wants to get into i think he should do that have a backup my simple thing is just have a backup besides <laughs> djing have some kind of a backup because if this could happen now it could happen maybe 10 years 20 years 30 years down the line of course of course and if you have dj akhil on the podcast it's very difficult for me to not talk about you being the style machine <laughs> <laughs> so apart from your music also uh, you've been known for wearing red pants and a uh, different different color pants and all of those things right. i have a, i i saw a picture of you on instagram where you're yeah. i don't know what were you trying to do on the console <laughs> just looking like a monkey or whatever so that was that, that <laughs> so that was one of my competition that i taken part in okay and uh, so the zubair used to always tell me that bro besides you know playing music and stuff like that your presence you know is yeah. very important <laughs> and you know that's what people look at and you need to come across like you know the sits so today 20 years 23 years down the line you're still talking about it you still remember it and you're still dressed up like the way you <laughs> i'm just in my chappals out here at my house and this guy's actually dressed up like a so <laughs> my thing was like okay fine man let's do something crazy and from then i've always been crazy and always been you know like dressing up crazily with my hair being all yeah. crazy and that's what i'm known for wearing so many rings and stuff like that and actually style machine was not uh it was a, not a hashtag that i had for very long time it was given to me by a friend um kapil so uh you know we've been friends for some time and he used to also see me like yeah you know all dressed up always and always you know with my hair all spiked up and doing something or the other crazy so he said okay fine you know i'm going to give you an hashtag i'm like <laughs> okay fine what's the hashtag and he made it you know he called started calling me like and the hashtag came from there like hashtag style machine and yeah i've been using it for i think now about for 5 years now 5 <laughs> years it's been that i've been using that just just run us through some of the hashtags of the weird stuff you've done uh, because i have i've i've not gone bald but i've had i've had really long hair with like uh, about 5 6 colors in it <laughs> 
<laughs> I've had uh, a mohawk with it's been a really long mohawk. <laughs> uh I've had my hair like spiked from all all over the place. Uh I've had a side parting <laughs> which looks like a schoolboy. So it's been like everything I think everything are under the hood I've done. <laughs> Crazy also I've I've heard that there's been a lot of ladies attention that came across uh, towards you. In scream yes there used to be a lot a lot of ladies attention that used to happen and I used to somehow handle it. it was a little difficult to handle it because I was getting attention by ladies who already had the men. <laughs> so it was a little weird for me and I'm like okay fine I mean not weird but it's just that you know you you're like shit like you know who is she with and you know you have to be a little careful. Yeah. I don't want to get into the wrong books of the wrong people <laughs> yeah and um, what what was fun was it used to not be one you know it used to be like <laughs> three four women and um, these three four women are dancing in groups or dancing with their boyfriends and i get looks from all over the dance floor and i had to pay attention like in, at all of them so that used to be a lot of fun though any fun incident where you had where you met a creep or someone who was troubling uh, you not <laughs> had a creep but i've had people come up to me and tell me things like uh let's go to the loo so i'm like okay and i just kind of say okay i'm just coming out i'll just be out and you know we used to have like out of our console we used to go like we had a little place where we used to just chill and i used to be like yeah yeah why not and i'll be there and i used to just go there and like disappear <laughs> i've had uh, i've had this uh, one foreigner who used to stay in um, in our uh, hotel at that time who used to come and give me flowers Oh. So she, whenever she used to come to the club, she used to bring flowers for me, and she used to give me flowers. So yeah, that was. It's not creepy, but yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's something sweet, I guess. Great man. So around twenty two years, twenty three years, the career has yeah. gone, uh, you know, up and down. Yes. There's been a lot of highs in your life. You've spoken a lot about yes, highs. Yes. Were there any difficult times in these twenty two, twenty three years? I mean, except for the last five months, that's I mean, that's like given for everyone. But any time there was a low in the career? Uh, not really. Not not a low in the career at all, actually, because uh, I've been I was with Scream for a really long time, and uh, I moved out of Scream. I think I was with Scream for I think about eight nine years. That's the longest residency I think that anybody has ever had in India. I don't think anybody has that long of a residency and everybody used to be like Agnel why are you still stuck there why are you not getting out why are you not you know moving out but scream gave me a lot and I think it was just my comfort level and I was happy with them so I never left but when I did I thought that I would have a low but god has been good my music has been good people have been good to me and I've never had a low actually yes my number of gigs maybe have gone down because there are so many new DJs that have come up and this I mean now there's a lot of competition healthy unhealthy both and it's a little difficult to you know get gigs right now but I still have a name and I still do get my gigs maybe not as many as I would want to but that's all right I'm still not at a low that I would be like okay fine you know like I want this is done like I'm done with DJing and you know I don't want to DJ anymore and things like that okay what advice would you give to a younger actor say about 19 what advice would you give how would things be better in terms of probably the number of gigs uh, what would you change what would you do what advice would you give to the younger actor i would just give the advice i would just say that you know i mean uh, just concentrate on your music and uh, it takes time it's it's just not cannot just happen like you know you learn djing you go to a class today you start learning you know the console and tomorrow you're going to be like you know the number one dj or anything like that that's that's impossible to happen you just have to be if you're passionate about it and give it a little time put your music out there uh, there are so many aspects now wherein you can you know put your music online you can put your sets online i would suggest that you do that people should do that uh, you know you have social media that can help you for us unfortunately there was no social media it was just 
uh, we used to print flyers like right that's how it used to be or it was word of mouth or uh, you know that's that's all that for us it used to be but now you have the internet you have uh, you know uh, these websites that you can upload music on so do that make sets uh, know about your music learn about your music go into depth about your music see what you're passionate about what kind of genre you're passionate about uh, you know don't go with what i mean if you like a certain genre and you think that no this genre is not what is working right now yeah. don't do that you know if i mean i don't want to take names of genres that are but i'm just saying like if you're passionate about a certain genre stick to that give it your time uh, work on it put out yeah. your sets over there and that's all that you need to do but if you're going to go like oh no, no you know this is not working for me i'll skip to a genre that is you know like okay commercial let me get into that hardcore commercial scene then you are losing out your there's no more passion that you have then yeah i mean like i i i agree i mean i've been doing this for what 5 6 years and i've seen so many tracks i think now techno is booming disco is booming yes, uske pehle yes. deep house was booming Correct. then that reggaeton mumbaton yeah, yeah. so there's always been that trend that keeps on happening you know couple yeah. of years yeah. yeah so that's something that i mean i agree with what you're trying to say is you stick to what you want to do yeah you stick to what to what you want to do because trends will come and trends will go i mean your trends will keep coming and keep yeah. going you know it's like it's not only for music it's for everything you know today there's something in a trend tomorrow start in a trend you know like the 80s are coming back <laughs> you know people are wearing clothes that are of the 80s so i mean that's <laughs> going to keep happening but you just stick to your ground and that's about it and you i'm sure that they will make it yeah all right agnil what's your what's your sense on the scene right now how are we newbies or new boys doing what's your sense on the whole uh, artists or the dj's coming up right now in pune and also across india i think there are some brilliant artists that are in india which are still underrated uh, and i think a lot of people a lot of the indian uh, event people and people who do uh, these festivals and things like that need to maybe concentrate on more of our indian artist than getting artist i mean i'm not saying don't get artist from out and yes you know they are also good but we have such big names in india and such good underrated artists in india that need to they just need a little platform that's about it you just need to give them a platform even somebody can give them a platform i would you know request them please give them a platform yes they might not you know do uh, justice at the first gig because everybody gets nervous yeah but give them some time and i'm sure that you know uh, they'll do great and i mean there are a lot of indian artists who are going out and playing you know they're going abroad and they're making names and coming back but yeah i think well uh, artists right now india doing really really good indian artists are doing great things yeah like any production. any call outs for any artists from pune i mean they would love uh, you know if you would support them or just inform you know let them know what they I are i think one of the artists that i have been following and i know him for really really long and i've seen his journey from where he is and what he is where he's gone right now is sequel so i mean nakul is what i know him of and then he became sequel but he's one of the artists that i've seen who uh, he started djing much after me and yeah. he was into the commercial scene he used to play bollywood and today he's one of the artists that is so well known and so big all over the country i mean i think one of the artists in pune that is doing so so great and, and yeah i mean there are so many more yeah there's so many more that are still coming up there are still doing a lot of gigs but yeah sequel's one person that i really really like you know i really love the way he's come from what he's come to what he is right now we're almost getting to the end of the podcast um, uh, agnil but before we let you go uh, yes. any advice any tips you'd like to give artists i mean personally for me as well uh, and i mean it's a bit of a selfish question any advice for me uh, and us as breakthrough and also for everyone who's listening anyone who's just picked up the scene someone who's uh, in the scene for a while but is not getting gigs uh, someone who's not getting gigs at all okay. uh, any advice for you know, for the next generation 
uh see for you guys breakthrough has been doing some crazy stuff they've been doing some really good stuff i like this whole podcasting that you've come up with and i'm sure it's going to grow bigger and it's you know it's it's fun because you know you know norm- i've normally heard podcasts which is uh so uh you know it's 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 like it's scripted yeah. <laughs> you know and you can make out it is scripted and you and they normally just i mean there were a lot of stuff that was happening even during the lockdown you know it was a lot of these people who were trying to do podcasts and yeah <laughs> but it was very i mean very scripted and you know you know what they're going to ask but this has been this the podcast that i've been following your, your podcast that i've been following has been so much of fun <laughs> it's you know just like two people sitting down in a room and just you know over a drink and just chatting and uh, just stay true to what you're doing uh, the passion is lovely uh, be positive because there are times where you'll you know there'll be artists that play the same genre they'll be getting more gigs you won't but as long as you have faith in yourself that's all that matters and i think that should go for everybody else just be be uh, faithful to what you are doing that's about it and my biggest thing for any dj or any artist is no matter where you are how big you are or how small you are but just be down to earth that's what is important i think being a nice person is what is more important than you know being this big dj or this big artist and you know i mean i totally agree man that's that's the most important that somebody needs to yeah people say okay fine oh he's a good dj but then if he says you know what when i meet him he's he's got he's too snobbish he's got too much of attitude i've had that also <laughs> and i don't think i'm that kind of a person <laughs> anymore <laughs> no because i i would like to you know add to this is because i remember uh, we have this thing called the bre- called breakthrough in friends you know where we do yes, it for the scene yes, it's yes, a no commercial yes. right. uh, there's no money involved i did one with you yeah, of course yeah, and i was I just going to give that out you know i i for all the guys listening uh, i i obviously send the flyers out to everyone you know we're doing this thing we're not charging yeah. anything we're not getting anything you just to have fun and i was really surprised to have you on board man this it was, was I think just before the lockdown that's right that's right yeah yeah just yeah. before the, the lockdown the lockdown i think was just about to start and and yeah. you were lucky enough to do that and i was so happy that i got to do that like you know to play actually that might, that might be a pro- probably a, the last gig right the lockdown ke pehle wohi tha na ha 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 wohi yeah. tha correct so because i remember carrying a mask and playing it and i'm looking forward for you to doing that Again, yeah we're bro. doing we one soon to, we need to do that we're, again we're doing soon. one soon but i mean really appreciate the fact that you know uh, you guys came uh, collective frequency game a lot of the artists yes, came and yes, uh, yes. i really really appreciate that and that shows uh, the kind of person you are and the person you've become actually after all thanks these years thanks a lot bro thanks and, a lot and uh, yeah. looking forward to so much more support from you for sure for sure and i think support is what <laughs> is going to you know us artists at least help us grow it's what we need to support each other no matter what we just need to support each other sure so before we go i'm just going to add in all of your uh, instagram links what are, what is your instagram handle so the people can uh, follow it's you it's dj agnel 88 So okay. you go to Facebook, you go to Instagram, uh you go to YouTube, everything is at the rate DJ Agnel 88. All right, so you can obviously catch him up on his Instagram. Uh you can catch him at the the next show you're playing wherever you're playing. Uh you can obviously get some updates from there. Uh for us personally, we are doing a couple of gigs. We're playing High Spirits on 14th uh, of oh, February. We're we're doing High Spirits. Uh so catch uh, catch us out there. The podcast is going to be on. Yeah guys, please uh <laughs> whoever's listening to this, please come say hello, have a drink. Let's chill. <laughs> let's let's you know, let's show them some support. Let's dance and let's have fun. And yes, yeah, we're doing a breakthrough in friends uh, gig I think about 15 days from now. Oh super. Uh, we're scheduled super. to do one this week but there was a go for. But anyways, uh we're doing a breakthrough friends cake so if you guys are around drop by say hi uh thank you agnel thanks was, a lot bro thanks a lot bro thanks a lot ron it was awesome to have in the podcast and i keep saying this to many of my guests because they yeah. are truly my friends and this is definitely one of your podcast uh you know you can come in whenever if you feel reading something right come back and say I'm hi i'm going to do that i had so much of fun today that i think i'm going to tell you bro i want to do this again <laughs> please come i'm going to i'm going to get a couple of more djs <laughs> and we're going to do this like like have like a big party out of it have like a 
party podcast or something like that yeah that would be fun <laughs> all right dj agnel thanks a lot again thanks for a lot, thanks a lot, cheers, thanks. cheers god bless cheers guys cheers see you and that was the episode guys thanks for tuning into the breakthrough podcast i'm getting mad love from all of you guys from the fraternity continue sharing but definitely consider subscribing following liking doing all that good stuff this definitely helps me a lot 